0: Talk show. It's The Daily Talk Show, episode 470. Weekend banter, happy Sunday. Yeah, uh, Ethan did ask... Wow, the fuck he got out. Did it? ask a little, Well, halfway through, <laughs> I then panicked because <laughs> you of the... Um, you, you basically set me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you smashed it. You I smashed it. I was watching a video recently of us, Josh, and
1: we because we're fucking doing this all the time mm. i looked over i looked at my mouth when someone else was saying something and i was miming what yeah. josh was
0: saying <laughs> so you it's such a bizarre thing yeah we're we're comforters for each other but at times yeah. we can be the trolls
1: but um we want to make it comfy welcome to the I'm show buddy. very
0: comfortable thanks for having me Mate, uh,
1: you just rocked up on your scooter it's <laughs> this, this double actually, jacket a double living trip. the life no. i actually heard the scooter outside and i was like ah oh, Uber eats. No, I thought I, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little side hustle yeah, we've yeah, going on. Yeah. I mean, we've we, we, we've heard you're a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> that is the epic side hustle. But I um had a moment where I was like, maybe that is no, no, no. And then you're rocked in,
0: and you're in your leathers. You're looking cool. Have you always been a scooter
2: guy? Always been a scooter guy. I wear the leathers so that uh, other people think I ride motorbikes, yeah. and they're oh, yeah. like, "This guy's rough." <laughs> yeah. uh, but then they see the bright red scooter outside, and they're like, "Oh, that's lovely. Very Euro Vespa. Mm. Vespa. It Always is. Vespa. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah, yeah. Old, older type or a
2: new Vespa? Actually, it looks exactly the same. They haven't changed the shape mm. over the last mm. ten years or so. Uh, I actually bought the Vespa when I was at at uni because uh, it was a great great little runaround. Uh, so I had it. I've had it since. Well, Whereabouts did you go to
0: Vespa House on Johnston? I did. Yeah, great.
2: Yeah. yeah. Frank, yeah. Frank, there is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. They're great people. Actually, he, he, I rocked up in my car, I had a Jeep at the time, and he's mm-hmm. like, What's that piece of shit? <laughs> 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 Get out of that thing and let me give you a keys to this. And I said, Oh, Frank, listen, I only want a, a 50cc. I just yeah. want to muck around in the, in, in the inner burbs. And he's like, listen, the most dangerous thing you can do is get a low-powered bike. <laughs> take the big one.
1: <laughs> so he gave me a 250. I was like, I'm in. I'll uh, take it. If you ever need it repaired, we have a guy. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you could go back to that yeah. place, but our mate
0: Scooter Derek. Uh, he's, okay. like, he's a Vespa. Like, he's, there's not many people who can service Vespas right. well, the in Australia. Better. The older, the more knowledge yeah. he has. Yeah. But anyway, he's a, Scooter Derek is actually pivoting from... Uh, repairing scooters to having a podcast. He turned his dyno, <laughs> you know, you know dynos to like test cars or um, like in this case, scooters. Scooters, yeah. It was a scooter-specific yeah. dyno. So he had a, a dyno so he could basically, you know, run it at full revs right. and, and test it out. He's turned that space, indoor space, into a sh- podcast studio because it's like soundproof, like because it's like really good, good soundproofing. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, good so idea. Anyway, he, based? He's on Easy Street. Oh, right. got, yeah. How easy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's super, super easy. But anyway, he... Uh, We constantly see him looking at his phone because he's got all these clientele because people have been coming to him for years and years and years. Mm. But now he's in his podcast booth and all these people are trying to get their uh, vespers fixed. It's
1: a a weird pivot. I mean, uh, you've had quite a few businesses in your time. What's been the biggest shift in terms of industry or just even, yeah, lifestyle? What a segue by the way. That was, uh, said, that I was I no, it's a Vespa. Right.
0: No, not a segue a Vespa. A segue oh, is more. this is the Daily Punch show. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Tommy and Nathan. We've heard worse, we've heard worse.
2: Uh, uh, so the, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the, the best the pivot? pivot? The best, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, the
0: weirdest, yeah. the strangest industry switcher yeah. switcheroo that you've done.
2: I think I think categories, people seem to think that c- category switching is a is a big deal. Mm. Um, mm. so if you say do well i used to you know i used to work in advertising but now we're in luggage i was like luggage really Mm. how did you how did you get into that and and that kind of category change people start to think well that's a big jump but um you know a lot of the time it's the business model behind it that's that's quite similar Mm. Uh, you know vespa fixing to to podcast is actually quite a big jump either way but um i i would imagine that uh, for him, it's actually like, well, this, I've got all the equipment and there's actually not that much learning, you know, audio mm. people tend to go between podcasting to filming things to, there's a lot of synergies between that. And then they'll find themselves doing documentaries and then you find themselves doing, uh, they find themselves doing tours, mm. you know, cause they're already doing those. And yeah, like, how did you get there? You know, mm. you're just an audio nut and, uh, and you know, the progression's easy. So I guess when you see the little steps to get there, it's actually not that big of a Big of a jump.
1: So as an entrepreneur, you're not worrying too much about what it is. It's about the business model that's backing it. I think so. Yeah. I mean, you,
2: you, you tend to sort of see things as problems that you want to try and solve and you see that opportunity in the problem itself. Mm. So you'll say things like, well, um, you know, to talk, to talk luggage. Well, you know, these guys are making ridiculous margins. Samsonites, 90% of the market share, um, they make ridiculous margins and they're ripping people off. Once you know how, how that's made, um, can we do something better? Mm. And, uh, and that's how that starts. And you're like, well, maybe it's like a, I sort of reference it as like a wobbly table at a cafe. Mm. You kind of, it just, it annoys you enough to like go, I can't eat. Yeah. That's it. Mm. I need There's to definitely fi- been I need some blow ups. I need
1: some bloody paper over here. ASAP yeah. yeah. to put yeah, under yeah, this yeah. shit. You know, your
2: partner's sitting on the other end. And just, don't worry about it. You're like, <laughs> no, hang on a second. I need to f- give me something, you know. That bread, bread. hard bread. I'm going to get it under there. And so you've got, it's exactly like that, you know. It just sits there and you're like, I've got to do something. Yeah. I've got to try and fix this. But this the situation. funny thing
0: is that it's always the case where it's like, it's a little wobble. How fucking hard can it be to fix? Turns out it's normally harder than what you think. And so you've, yeah. you've created, uh, July, uh, luggage, it's just July on Instagram. I'm Solid. Someone who loves a good Instagram handle. Good name, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's extremely, extremely good. Uh, what was the, what was the moment where you were like, hang on, this is the wobbly table. I need to fix it.
2: Well, we, there's a cafe around the corner, uh, called a coffee down on, uh, on Sackfield street, right? right? Right near, uh, mm.
0: right near easy street, mm. uh, for our
2: Vespa friends out there. And, um, and uh, basically, you know, self-employed, you uh, you you'd hang out in cafes quite a bit. Uh, my my business partner, Richard, also uh, was running Brosa Furniture at the time. Uh, so that was that was his baby. And we'd always find ourselves in this cafe. Uh, we'd always spend the longest amount of time in this cafe. And, you know, you sort of get to know the guys and you're like, mm. hey, you give them a head It's note. nice, pure,
0: white. You feel like you're in a gallery a little bit. Exactly. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah. They've done a good job, yeah. you know. You know? And nice so when that. everyone
2: leaves, when the rush is gone, you definitely notice the other people yeah. who hang around the longest. Uh, and we just got chatting. So my business partner is very much a uh, supply chain sort of guy, very businessy, very like knows knows his numbers, knows how to manufacture things. And I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like this brand guy. I'm like the the guy who colors in things, you know, I'm like the fun guy. Uh, he's the business guy, I'm the fun guy. Anyway, so we we talk about things, we just get chatting, we chat about his business, I'd give my my advice and he'd t- chat about mine and he'd, he'd give me his advice. Uh, and then we just start talking business models and like the rise of direct-to-consumer and how easy it's been to get things manufactured and start to retail them yourself. Mm. Um, that's that's a, a relatively new thing. Uh, even though e-commerce has been around for a long time, it's been very, very difficult to source things. So what we found is, uh, it, it, you know, it, there's a big rise, especially sort of Europe and, and US. Um, and and what were the industries in Australia that weren't really being touched on uh, and, and didn't really have that. That sort of there's a bit of a barrier. There's there's a whole heap of, you know, there's a whole heap of uh, teeth whitening stuff and things like that, you know, because mm. they're quite easy to source. Mm. Uh, but now that, all of Australia have white teeth. <laughs> that's right. That it just doesn't end. You know, those those Instagram ads. They just get you. <laughs> um, but uh, but things that are a lot harder to manufacture, like mm. luggage and furniture, mm. uh, end up. Um, you know, they end up sort of off the table. Uh, they're quite difficult to access. And then you you have these legacy industries that just maintain their dominance. Mm. So, uh, you know, with Richard, uh, with Richard by my side, he's like, I, I reckon we can manufacture some amazing things, um, but we need to be able to, to position them right and make sure that we do everything else right. And we need to, you know, we need people to trust the name and and that's where we came up with July. And that was the, the idea behind it, you know, July being the, the best time of year to travel. Yeah,
0: I feel like the last six years, every July I go away to yeah. the US or like it's summer somewhere else. Yeah. Um, well, if you if you don't go away, just
1: look at Instagram. You feel like you're in <laughs> bloody Mykonos with everybody else. That, yeah, Greece seems to, the Greek islands seem yeah. to be very popular at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you got an off road version of uh, your July luggage <laughs> to get through those bloody rubbly areas in Mykonos? No, they'll they'll survive. <laughs> they'll survive. Um, um, what, where does easy uh, fit in the decision making process? You mentioned you know you got these hard things to manufacture or things that are more difficult, or there might not be as much in demand, which could seem that's hard. Are you looking for an easy product, a no-brainer?
2: You don't want easy. If, if it's easy to do, then everybody will do it and, and most people end up doing it anyway. Uh, and if you have any success in it, uh, if it's easy, you'll find a lot more people competing with you as well. Uh, I feel like you want the difficultness. You, mm. you want it to be a bit tough so that you can go in, commit a year to making them, Launching, being proud of what you do, and uh, and then knowing, great, we're we're gung ho, we're all in, everything seems to be working. Uh, nobody's going to be following us for at least a few years because it is tough, mm. you know. At the very least, you buy yourself some buffer if you do a good job, and that's that's just from product manufacturing, you know. From a brand perspective as well, you want to back yourself into into a really good position mm. so that it's very hard for people to to follow on in. Um, you know, you talked about the the Instagram handle, mm. uh, you know, a very key part to to the brand element was securing at July, yeah, because it's a brand builder and it's a trust element. You sort of see it and go, "Wow, that's that's interesting. That's kind of cool." And you tr- and there's an instant element of like, "I kind of trust these guys. They seem legit. Mm. Um, they don't seem like they're just OEM off the shelf uh, and with a with a new badge on it."
1: It's a weird currency. What is it? What do you think it is? If you're to In a nutshell,
2: they're all little things that that build on trust. So, Mm. like the the color scheme, the way that the website's built, the way the transitions happen, the the type of photography, and investing in photography, they're they're all uh, you know. If you had to put it to a metric, it's a it's an emotional emotional build up of trust thing um that is you couldn't quantify it in one little thing. But as a collective, you go these kind of feel like uh, they're part of a family of things that I've associated with trustworthiness Mm. in the past.
1: Mm. I I mean, a lot of people who aren't in the product development or sort of uh, internet landscape in in a business sense, probably, I mean, this is also subconscious for them. Mm -hmm. Like they're not going, ah, July, but they're going, I see all those crummy domains, Mm. crummy uh, underscore 653, you know, dot, dot, dot. It's like. But I know it's, yeah, it's a weird thing. I just haven't thought about like why I trust it. I know that I trust those things because I'm in grants, but I don't really know why. Just... Yeah,
2: it's, it's like a dodgy email, right? You, oh, can, yeah. you can taste it. You're like, something's going on here, yeah, you know, yeah. dear sir, madam. You're like, oh, wow. The
1: prince is not <laughs> bloody getting to <onto laughs> me. You know,
2: why me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's it's a weird thing. And yeah, I, I really hard. I, I don't mm. know what it is and what, what that measurable point is, but it's a collective of things. And I would say it's like looking at somebody and, tr- and being able to trust them just by looking at their face. Mm-hmm. You know, um,
1: you, Mr. 97,
2: what do you think uh, of his face? i definitely trustworthy. Yeah, he's got a good smile <laughs> to him, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that, those curls. Yeah, the, the teeth head. whitening <laughs> that he got <laughs> done. <or> <laughs> is <laughs> that what that gleamed? Yeah. Yeah. It was,
0: yeah, Bond Street Dental. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ethan, you were, uh, before July, you had uh, another business, 3,000 Thieves. Uh, there was a section which was on demand, which I find interesting based on, Everyone seems to be talking about SMS. Like Gary Vee was just in Melbourne and every Tom, Dick and Harry is getting on the SMS bandwagon, we were pumped, we were pumped and excited. Mm. We're like, mm. fuck, we need, to, we need to set up a number, okay? What's so, our SMS uh, strategy? Yeah, what's our SMS <laughs> strategy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you were doing it a few years ago and thinking about it. What, uh, what's getting missed based on the movement and the trend um, and where do you think it's all at at the moment?
2: SMS is a funny one, right? Because anyone will tell you the first thing that most people say is, oh, it's 100% read rate. Everybody reads their SMSs. And uh, and so everyone gets quite excited. They're like, wow, my emails only have 10% open rate. Yeah. Um, and SMS is good, but it's, it's, uh, it's quite manual. It's a super yeah. manual process. Uh, I remember doing that, like that SMS thing that you're referencing mm. for, for 3,000 Thieves. Uh, I was working full-time while doing that. And uh, the volume would just come in. And so I'm like... I'm basically doing work, replying to SMSs, trying to organize mm-hmm. stuff. And it was chaos.
0: How much automation is there in it?
2: Uh, now there's a lot more bot. There's yeah. more, more bot services that, that would do it. Um, but the whole point of, of SMS is that interpersonal, you know, feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can only get away with bots for a certain amount of time yeah. uh, until, you know, until you want to talk to somebody.
1: Do you remember that service? Was it Banjo? Bingo? You'd SMS it? And uh, SMS? Bongo. 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 Yeah. Well, h- how old are you? Uh,
2: 33? Yeah, so it would have been,
1: like, I'm 31 and I remember when I was probably 14, Mm. it was big. I I, I went round to this girl's place and um, she's on her laptop. She's like, yeah, I'm just studying and doing bongo. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, I reply to the people... It was founded by San Stan
0: Angelini, who does Movie uh, Standing Desk. Oh
1: yeah, I know the other guy yeah, that yeah. founded it. He yeah. bought a Ferrari out of that <laughs> shit back in the day. It was everyone was on it, you everyone. know, like
2: do the bongo. What do they say? Yeah. And it's basically just Google searching and, yeah. and replying back.
1: Yeah, you know, which was
2: quite cool. It was magic back then. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And yeah. so,
1: is the magic there now? Do you think in the tech stuff?
2: I reckon the bots have kind of eroded a bit of it, yeah. uh, which is where you need that human element. Mm-hmm. You need a um, 14-year-old girl who's <laughs> doing just, a study replying to <laughs> you, you. You know, it's, it is actually quite a magic feeling when you are replying to one of these things and you actually get like a little spelling mistake or you get something that just goes this, oh, it's a human. Great. Mm-hmm. You know, let me, let me reply back. It, 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 you feel it. And which makes it quite nice. And I mm. think that's, that's a really good thing. Even even phone calls. Um, mm. We know, like, when we're talking with customers and there's, like, an issue with delivery, if we call them straight away, they're, they're shocked. They'll email through and go, oh, I've got a problem with delivery. We see it. We call them straight away within 30 seconds. Mm. And they freak out. Mm. Uh, you know, and it's such a simple concept. It's old school a little bit, but um but people
0: love it people love the human people are freaking out that their phones ring they're just like oh my god what do i do (laughs) with it you know there's no no words that's coming up my phone is making a noise yeah
2: (laughs) yeah so i think sms is a great strategy to go back to Mm -hmm. to what you're talking about i think sms is a great strategy you can use bots for a certain point but i think you you should start the conversation with the human element that's the trust builder Mm
1: -hmm. I i think probably a common word in your vocab is scale or scaling like as an entrepreneur Everyone's looking to scale their business. Yeah, how can you scale this approach? That personal touch.
2: I think you can. I think there's, uh, there's, you know, how many SMSs are you gonna get? You know, a thousand. Oh might mm. I
1: send a thousand a day. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you
2: just, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, you can probably reply to like ten, mes- 10, 10 people, ten messages mm. per person. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely scalable. Mm. You know, to a degree, there's mm. assistance, there's, there's pre-written stuff, but I think the, the human element is very important. Mm. It, it depends on the objective. Yeah. If it's something like just sending through shipping details and, and, and just, you know, automating a lot of the stuff that would have gone through email, sure, you could definitely scale that up. Uh, but if it's things like customer service, like, oh, you know, um, you know I'm, I'm, something's happened to my lining on, on my suitcase, what do I do? Mm. Or how do I clean the case? Uh, you know, it's really frustrating to get a bot back. Yeah, it's really frustrating, you know. And and I've been doing it with the Qantas bot on Messenger, you know, like trying to find out oh, I've got you know issues with uh, you know I wanted to request a meal, uh, and and then I just keep getting the bot, and I'm like, oh, just you know, you know when you're calling on the on those um, automated phones, oh, so and upsetting. you just you know the trick is just keep pressing zero until they're like, okay, cool, now we'll just send you somebody to talk to. That's all I want. I just mm-hmm. want somebody to figure it out and, and have a chat to. The
0: the Instagram handle July obviously very powerful. Backing it up with having uh, that sort of personal touch, having people on there commenting. Are you pedantic on your strategy when it comes to how you engage with your customers or your audience?
2: No, uh, mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I think the the key thing
0: uh,
2: for us has always just been. Uh, well, we do a little bit of uh, you know brand personality training. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but the, the guys replying, like there's a, there's a team of us that all sort of have a hand in it. Uh, and it's important for everybody to have their own personalities come through as well. So the whole thing is like, whatever it takes, just make yeah. somebody happy.
0: So what are the rules? Like, what are the rules uh, for us? One of the things is we don't even have that massive of a following when it comes to Instagram or social media, but th- when you have a group or team working on it, it can be a bit of the bystander syndrome where it's like, ah. Who's going to regram this thing and who's going to write back to this thing? How do you work out that? Yeah, the regramming's
2: regramming separate to to mm-hmm. customer service. So yeah. that's a whole separate mm-hmm. that's a whole separate thing. But when when replying to people, look, you you, you know, especially from a from a customer service perspective, the mm-hmm. rule is always acknowledge their concern. Mm-hmm. So um, things like, you know, uh, I I uh, I can't figure out the lock, you know, or I've forgotten my, you know, the lock's not working you know, which is typically I've forgotten the code, <laughs> uh, you know, so <laughs> we're like, okay, well, I'm really sorry, you know, I'm really yeah. sorry that like sometimes locks can be, uh, a little, a little tricky.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you have to acknowledge yeah. their concern so that you're on the same team with them. Yeah. And but you
0: can't acknowledge that they're a bit fucking dumb.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I would never say that. And uh, you know, sometimes people just need a little bit more assistance in yeah. <laughs> in getting that over the line. But you have to, you have to help them out. You got to, you got to show them that you're on the same team. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of people come to the table ready to fight. You know, they're like, can I just speak to the manager? You know, I have got a I've got an issue with with my thing and, mm-hmm. and you've you've just gotta go, we're on the same team here. Let's get that resolution. Mm-hmm. And that's that's definitely one of the rules. Yeah. Get them on the same side and then use your own personality to get them over the line.
0: So that's the customer service side. What about the general interactions? Like are you getting many people who are, you know, just engaging on more like a personal a personal level?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, we, we sort of have that brand personality and it it sort of helps. It writes itself, you know. Mm-hmm. We say thank you, enjoy your travels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never really about our, for July, it's never really about our products. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always engaging with like, oh my God, you, you, your photos look amazing, the trip looks great. Um, we want people to explore. Uh, so if it's like, uh, if it's somebody from our design team who, who has a particular um, preference for beautiful photography, They'll end up engaging more with the photographers mm-hmm. and just going, wow, I really love Where are you? Is this museum in Tokyo really lovely? Um, if it's, you know, if it's me, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll sort of find some other guy. Like I love, I love anyone who does like some creative video stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I reply more to stories than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the, you know, stories end up being a lot more fun cause people don't care as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you end up just going that's sick. That's really nice. You know, having that personality come through is okay. Mm-hmm. I think.
0: What's your screen time like on your phone? <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking? <laughs> Yeah. We <laughs> Should we pull it yeah, out?
2: Yeah, yeah mate, pull it. it out. I mean, I've just, I just formatted my phone just so that I could wipe that screen time <laughs>
0: <laughs> quite <laughs> clean. Josh, tell Ethan what your screen uh, time was last yeah, week. Yeah, Ethan, it was. Uh, it was on our Instagram account. It was 25 20 20 20 hours on Instagram last week, <laughs> which was, I had um, annual leave as well. But, um, oh, you've got, is that dark mode that you've got? I've got the dark Do mode. Do you like dark mode? Uh, it's Okay. It hey, saves battery. You right?
1: really did um, reset your phone, because that's yeah, that's, that's low. Or oh, you it. just that's low. No, I did reset it. I really you did reset d- it. Uh, go to day, go to the mate. day. Four hours. Four hours today,
2: or almost. Made a bit of
1: YouTube today.
2: Do you know what I actually? I actually do it to um to fall asleep. It helps me fall asleep. So I watch a really boring video. And then, uh, do you actually then, have to have,
0: I mean, this is very counter to no blue light just before you yeah, go to bed, yeah. which is like, close your eyes to a YouTube video well, is at yeah. least a, like a, a warm looking image. What, what do you want? What sort of stuff? What about, just really boring. So, the uh, daily talk show episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys are great. Uh, no, it, it's uh what I watch, it's, they're quite funny. They're like science videos that where they explain like certain things and just really boring topics. Yeah. You know, which are interesting interesting things to to listen to, but um, you know, at night you're just like, All right, I need to I need Do to you, go. are you
0: actually watching or are you purely are you using premium? Are you like turning off and just having the Yeah, news? it's a bit it's a bit of that. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a bit of that. So I'm not actually looking at it. I just like listening to it. it's mm-hmm. like a podcast, but you know, with yeah. with a bit of video attached if uh, I are
0: you using YouTube premium? i'm not okay have
1: you learned anything out of these boring videos is there something <laughs> that you've just sticks there uh what have i learned uh, you know i've learned a couple of things uh but
2: they're all it's all like useless information that you okay. never really need until a you know moment any like of it? this no yeah. i'm just trying i'm, used one. Just I'm one. trying to recall even
0: some of it and uh <laughs> i don't i don't really think i can well there's a um on the car map they have, like, Stephen Fry telling, like, uh, boring stories. <laughs> While he's <you're> driving. <laughs> no, Calm.
1: Oh, sorry. So, I see, see, Calm Map. No, no, Calm. The Calm, calm Map. No, I heard Calm Map as well. Because okay. yeah. he doing right. GPS now? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. imagine Stephen <laughs> yeah. Fry. No,
0: the Calm App. Calm. Calm. Yeah, Calm. Yeah. Calm. Yeah. calm. Calm. It's just Bogan calm. Aussies. Yeah. <laughs> how do you say, like, if you're a swimming, what's that called? The P-O-O-L, how do you say it? What?
1: Pool. 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 Anyway. What pool. else? Is- pool. 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 pill, pill, pill. Ah, pool. <laughs> <laughs> but, Uh
0: No, so that yeah, he's got like um, like talking about lavender or whatever, oh. going into <laughs> detail that about seems, that. That sounds. That's a. So, so it a like, yeah, he's got a great voice. So it sounds like you can't switch off. Maybe. Is that is? Would that be
2: a? Oh no! It's just nice to. It's just nice to. Oh, this is getting deep. He's projecting. It's It's just nice to fall asleep to to audio. It's a bit like white noise. Uh, and some people prefer this. But like it's not. It's meditation. Someone talking. Like, no, it? no, totally. But yeah. like you know, when you listen to those meditation apps, yeah. uh, it actually frustrates me at the speed in which it goes. Mm. You know, too so slow. Now take a deep breath, and mm. you're like. Come <laughs> on, oh, mate, like it's just way too much for me. So Let's get through like, this 10 minutes. Come I just, on, buddy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've got some sleep to do here. Um, so
0: I, no, I just like listening to stuff, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm this, I have to, the reason I'm pushing you on it is because I have to listen to something going to bed, like audio books. Oh, you as well, right? Like literally yeah. everything. So yeah. I've got like 180 audible mm. books and I'll like switch between them. There's one um, daily rituals, which just uh, talks about people's rituals, what they do in a day and just sort of you know, get sleepy listening to you, that.
1: Um, you would have heard a lot of entrepreneur stories being uh, this burnout journey where they've had a crucible moment where on the other side they come out and they're like, never again, too much stress, it was crazy.
2: Mm. The, no, I'm good.
1: You're good? <laughs> really? uh, well, yeah. I think there's um, a, a good entrepreneur I would think is able to live in and and process and deal with a bunch of Stresses, right? So my friend who's got a business that does high volume of s- sending out like tickets, like just that. I, it's not my business, but I know the stresses that he has about all of those little things. And I'm always blown away about how he doesn't really get fussed about them. Yeah, right. What fusses you though? What makes you not okay within a business? It's cyclical,
2: you know, It things change and things happen, um, you know, sometimes... Uh, you know, sometimes there's a delay in stock. Sometimes the color's not right, so you've got to go back to to the factory. Sometimes, you know, um, like I came back from Sydney at midnight last night. You know, and and I had gym at five in the morning, and and. That Kind of stuff, you know, you've got like every day is banked up with something because you've been away
1: for three weeks. Did you listen to your boring thing when you got home? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or yeah,
2: I was, yeah, I did, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I can't even remember what it was. There, that's you know, I'm pretty sure I was doing research on the on the podcast. <laughs> what, do you, what would you type in? I do, I was listening to the, the Daniel Illich Illich oh. uh podcast, ep, yeah, great. Uh, on, on the plane last night. Uh-huh. He was great, I yeah. do love him, yeah, yeah, he was, he was a good guest, mm-hmm. and, sh-
1: and so you've worked out how to kind of go with the flow on. That's right. I think you've got to. I think,
2: uh, especially when you're when you're starting things, you you don't know what the answer always is, and so you just you're comfortable figuring it out. And I think a lot of the a lot of the time, uh, for a lot of people who start their own businesses, start their own things, they're comfortable figuring things out for a while. That's probably the one trait with people who start businesses a lot, or or, uh, pe- you know, people even with the same business doing new things, they, they're quite comfortable going. Well, I don't know what the answer is going to be. Uh, but why don't we just do this for the next six months mm. and see what happens?
1: Is that a learned behavior, do you think?
2: Uh, uh, I th- yeah, I think yeah, for sure it's a learned behavior, uh, whether it's self-learned or, or learnt through through family or friends or people who are uh, open to that kind of risk. Some people are like completely risk averse and they're just, you know, nope, I need to know exactly what I'm going to be doing and exactly the outcome. Uh, and some people are like, well... You know, let's start a podcast, or let's let's start a luggage business. uh Let's start designing. Let's start doing things. And uh, I'm pretty sure we can do this. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure, like all the pieces match up. Let's let's go. Um, you know, how, how long have you guys been in 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 this game for? Two weeks. Two weeks. How <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you feeling? Yeah, I'm yeah. fast asleep. I haven't <laughs> slept. <laughs> yeah.
1: no, no, a year and a year and a half. Yeah, a for this yeah. pocket for the podcast.
0: This yeah, podcast. yeah, but yeah. you do a production company as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we've been doing that for like. 12 plus years so but you know different iterations of it one of the things that we don't necessarily get to experience being in that service business versus what you're doing which there is a tangible product is seeing it out in the real world have you had moments yet when you're at the airport and you've seen someone with July
2: definitely yeah. yeah we
0: look out for it we love it yeah we live
2: off it uh, we see, so if we see somebody with a July, we go up to them. We're like, how is it? Where are you enjoying it? we take a photo with them. It's great. It's, it's really, really good. You to charge,
0: cause you can charge on them, can't you? You can. like with, yeah, yeah. ask for a little bit of juice. Just like phones, <laughs> phones flat. Can <laughs> I just sit with you for a little bit? <laughs>
2: uh, no, we, we, we do. We live off it. And, and, um, you know, for, we're at a volume now We we're, we're almost going to see one every mm. time. So we're pretty wrapped with that. That's okay. Uh, and, uh, but for a long time, obviously, we didn't see anything. So mm. we're like, oh, you know, I wonder when that's going to happen. So and then, then it happens.
0: What is the competitive advantage of the bigger guys, say the Samsonites, as you have saying, like the democratization of this sort of stuff, it's be- becoming easier uh, outside of market share or um, the brand equity of being around for a long time. What do they still have being at the scale they are?
2: A lot of it is to do with the brand. So mm. uh, th- let me explain to you how how you would buy luggage day to day. You're going to go on your trip. You've booked it. You've booked the flights probably two to three months in advance. Uh, and, uh, and around six weeks out, you're like, well, I probably should I should pr- probably should book the hotel. I probably need some luggage as well because I don't have any. And you're likely to go to like a retailer. So Maya, David Jones, RCV Club, Strandbags. That's typically where, where you'd be going in, in Australia. And uh, and you sort of get there. You actually don't know what you want. So you rock up and you have no brand affinity yet. You're just like, I kind of just need a big one and a small one. And then you're looking at the big ones and small ones and you're like, oh, you know, red, red's nice. I wouldn't mind a big red one. Hmm. Uh, and then you're looking at the price and you're like, well, this one's 800 reduced to 400. That's a, that's a good deal. And uh, and then the, the salesperson will say, well, you can either have the uh, the Samsonite for for the 400 or I've got one that's exactly the same called Simpsonite and, uh, and you can have this one for, for 300 And then you make the brand call. You make a judgment call and go, well, you know, it's all about price. I'm just going to throw this one out. Or I like Samsonite I know the brand. I'm just going to make the jump and, and, uh, and, and get the Samsonite. Oh, I thought I'd put that no, on I silent. That's yeah, fine. There you go. That's happened to me. And um and so that's that's how you buy luggage. Mm-hmm. You walk out of there going, well, you know, good enough. This is what was in store. This is this is kind of what I've walked out with. Uh and it's that that's the dominance. They they've come in and gone, well, Samsonite owns American tourista they own Toomey. they own Delsey, they own practically all the brands that you that are in the shop. Are they the all
0: acquisitions or are they Toomey t- was an acquisition. American tourista
2: I think was but a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um it's a portfolio strategy, so you know Samsonite sort of meant to represent this this innovation and, and businessy kind of vibe. American Tourist is more colourful, uh, a little bit more playful, cheaper. Uh, Tumi is more of a luxury luxury play.
0: On the acquisition stuff, when starting July, are you already talking about okay, this is a long term thing? We could potentially be sold at some point. Yeah, I mean. You know,
2: <laughs> if they come along and give us and, yeah. and give us five hundred million, mm-hmm. just if you're out there, absolutely <laughs> Um But uh, but no, no, we're not. That's not the active goal. So
0: when the when you get a bunch of cash from an angel investor, what's the conversation in regards to recouping that money?
2: Yeah, I, I mean a lot of it. We're open to investment, mm-hmm. um, but but not acquisition. There's two two different things from that perspective because we need uh, we need capital to grow. That's probably one of the biggest challenges with direct to consumer businesses. Is that you're not just this guy going to, um, going to the factory, buying a heap of stock, and then finding a buyer to buy a container lot? Mm-hmm. Um, you're actually doing the retailing yourself as well. Mm-hmm. So you're taking on the, the, the burden of risk with that stock. You need the capital to be able to, to carry it through. So investment is very much the barrier to a, a strong direct to consumer business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and our investors get that, you know, they, they sort of they get their, their dividends at the end. Once the, once the, the the company is scaled up,
0: mm-hmm. and so is it one of those things that once you because you, we've seen so many Kickstarters fail over the years of just completely underestimating what it takes to get to the market and almost selling too many and then they can't fulfill and all that type of thing and all the people waiting for their Kickstarter. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I've, I've you know I've I've only gotten like one out of ten Kickstarters <laughs> like yeah. delivered.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I had one that was like a um a, a global um sim Card thing that it was meant to you meant to be able to use Wi-Fi anywhere and it would use Ooh. like a four G and you'd great pay ten. Idea. Yeah, it was great, but it was ended up being a bit of a lemon. Like it doesn't even work. Anyway, uh, the the cash flow thing and having uh, enough money to continue once you've got the first amount. Like how many iterations or how many sort of shipments do you have before you can actually start? You know.
2: It it depends a lot on the business model, mm-hmm. um, so I won't you know comment specifically on July because we're just at the beginning of the journey. But mm-hmm. but generally speaking, um, it it depends on the on the strategy, right? Depends how the the leaders are sort of running it. There's a trend in the US especially that is like growth at any cost. So they will keep bleeding money in order to to maintain that growth rate, um, which at some point they'll they'll eventually have to go have to IPO mm-hmm. in order to recoup any of that money back. Um, And that's, that's just how they run that ship Uh, where there there are others. And again, a little bit more of a Australian European conservative mindset where it's like, well, we we need a little bit of investment upfront and then we can continue to grow and then be profitable very early on and grow off our own revenue and profits. Uh, That's, that seems, that seems to be sort of a more Euro Australian vibe.
0: Does that mean that the luxury of say having USB connectivity is a hard sell, when you start looking at the cost of a product from
2: a production standpoint? Yeah. 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 A lot of it, a lot of it's opportunity costs. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll give you a really good example with, with what we do at July. So when we were first developing and designing, we were, we were late to the game, right? Samsonite's been around for a long time. There are a lot of other luggage brands out there. Uh, what we did was just read every single review we could, and we found where the issues were in their bags. So all we did was aim to fix those issues. Biggest one is that, Uh, polycarbonate cases, a lot of people end up getting corners and edges pressed in Mm. because when a case lands flat, the impact is spread. But if it lands on the corners, the corner dints in, Mm. that's where a lot of the issues were. So we needed to fix that. And uh, our industrial designer was like, well, we make the corners, we make the edges rounder and we protect the corners with, with aluminum easy enough. But a lot of what, what determines, this is the most interesting thing that I learned at the beginning of the journey, what determines the shape of the case is actually the little black uh, plastic things that hold the wheels. Mm. The shape of that wheel housing actually determines the shape of the suitcase. Oh, wow. And those wheel housings, because most factories are like, just get it cheap because we've got three other people that we, that need to make money off it before they get to the retailer, yeah. just get them off the shelf. So they all end up having the same shape. Uh, in order to get that rounder edge, we needed to to retool. We needed to get a curvier wheel housing. So we invested in that. And that's, that's where that investment comes in to go, mm. well, you know, uh, the luxury of just of of, uh, of just getting things off the shelf, you you're not, you end up getting a, a sub subpar product. Mm-hmm. You if you really want to do direct to consumer right and really want to own your product and the manufacturing process, you've got to start investing early in those things. So USB yeah. is one of those things, uh-huh. but and the, the curvature of the case is like a, was a big component for us.
0: So, is there IP in that? Do you then try and like <clears throat> patent? that type of thing or yeah
2: uh, we couldn't do the curve we couldn't uh, we couldn't ip the uh the radius of the corners of the case we Mm -hmm. did we did try though Uh um but we've got the the innovation patent for uh for the battery component and the housing there
0: and so does the because i know there was a bunch of issues with people a couple of years ago now with the inbuilt batteries and then the laws all changing and Regards to flying, mm. is it a removable battery that you guys have? Yeah,
2: as a removable. So what ended up happening was a few years ago there was a there was a wave of uh, of smart luggage uh, where you know from a design perspective it makes a lot of sense. You integrate the battery, you make it super simple for people, and it looks quite clean. Um, and uh, and what ended up happening was the Samsung thing happened mm. where uh, the lithium ion batteries were flammable, and so airlines were like, no, nah, no batteries, uh, no batteries on the plane. Especially in cargo, mm-hmm. so uh, so yeah, they changed the rules, and all those companies who had uh, who had containers of product oh, went out of business overnight. The
1: scooter ones, the ones that like a uh, electric moped through oh, yeah. the airport, yeah. yeah. that would be. Fun. I mean, that's they're the, still the, coming the out on Kickstarter, really. Like you're
2: just
0: looking at them, going like one in well, ten.
2: <laughs> you know, th- these guys just have really good like video motion graphics. People, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. just have some fun.
0: Well, that's the yeah. funny. thing. I mean, that's the obvious one, the scooter one. But there was there would be. Uh, you could see it being a quick and easy business decision around, hey, let's value add, let's put a battery in it. That could be the end of a of a of a business. Mm,
2: that that well, that's why like a lot of our focus is not on the battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a nice feature um, and is a lifesaver. It's one of those things you don't think about mm-hmm. until you are uh, you're at the airport and you don't have any battery. You're like, hang on a second. My suitcase has a, has a battery pack. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, but we focused on the design. So mm-hmm. fix the things that people were unhappy with, mm-hmm. with their current luggage, uh, make it beautiful, make it pretty. Um, and, and people love it. People have been enjoying the bags. Making
1: big changes because, you know, changing one little thing can be a huge clusterfuck. <laughs> Are you apprehensive to go in to re, you know, overhaul something or pull out something?
2: Not at all. Like I mean, what are you going to lose, right? Like mm. that's the that's the thing. It's just time and money, which uh, time you can't get back, but money you, <laughs> money you always mm, can, right? Mm, mm. Um, no, I mean that's that's the fun of it, right? You've got to have the you got to have that personality to just go, let's just do it and see what happens. Um, and thing with product with physical product, things always uh, evolve. There's never a final. There's never a final product. Mm. Much like with much like with any with any art or or you know anything you produce, there's always a little bit more you could do. You have, to, you have to make a judgment call on where you stop for now. Uh, and then the next time you go, what if we did this and we'll change a little bit of this and a little bit of that.
1: Having business, uh, a business partner, you, you said you're the coloring guy. Yeah, and then yeah, you've got, yeah. You've got the business man. <laughs> do you at least do it within the lines? Or? Well, yeah, that's, that's where <laughs> the creativity comes <laughs> in. Uh, I mean, have, how do you identify and what is the strength of a color guy?
0: I, I,
2: the biggest learning I've ever had is, uh, know what your weaknesses are Mm -hmm. and have an ego big enough to not worry about it. Mm -hmm. That's, that's probably for me, the biggest lesson I've ever learned for myself. You need to identify them, right? So you need to
0: have the the ego to move on from, but the, the removing of the ego to know it's there. What is What
2: is it for you? What do you, you shit at? Uh, I'm really bad at the uh the accounting finance side of things. Yeah. Really bad yeah, at Tommy it.
0: Tommy looks up. Apparently, you told Bree, my uh, girlfriend, that mm. I don't give my receipts in. <laughs> you don't? I'm still waiting on a couple. <laughs> well, there is. She put one in my bag for OzPost. I'm still waiting. <laughs> <a couple, but laughs> Got to take a, take a photo of them. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, there they go. Well, I do. Yeah. they then they're, they're, they're amongst all my food photos. Well, so the way <laughs> I look at it,
1: Ethan, is that if he at least takes a photo, when we get Edit audited, yeah. Send yeah, it yeah. to this guy, yeah. Oh, you just you
2: deal go. with that, it will be
1: the biggest clusterfuck <laughs> on earth.
2: No, can, I, can, can I give you a pro tip? Yeah, are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. This is this is like hacker tip, okay? Great, you take a photo of it mm-hmm. on the day, yeah. And um, and when you ever need to reference it, if you use Google Photos, mm-hmm. the Google Photos app, yeah. You just search receipts, and it and Google Photos oh, knows right. a that receipt. Yeah, yeah. we we'll be fine. I've be. done that before with <laughs> finding a burger photo. So I, should, I,
0: I didn't think about it for receipts. That's a good idea. It's a great one. Good, great. And, hack. and so the um, so that's your the finance stuff. Did that fuck you in any businesses? Have you had to reconcile your own zero and? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, anything to, anything to do with
2: zero, yeah. like. It's my life goal to never log into zero ever again. Yeah. Um, well, they
0: have two-factor, so I struggle because it's like, nah. what fucking car did I drive in? You, you know? They're deep questions.
2: The <laughs> zero questions are very deep and very emotional. It's like, what did
1: your mum call you as, <laughs> when you were four years old as yeah, she tucked yeah, you yeah. in? You're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> but I'd probably say that um, what happened with Josh would would have happened with you. I sent him the invitation as the admin yeah. to get into yeah. Zero and he never signed yeah, yeah, yeah. that. it in, yeah. yeah but he's back in. So now. you're the numbers yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not even, not yeah. even. I, I quite enjoy like zero. What I like about it is that it's this process, and it's like it's taken a lot of the thinking out of it for yeah. me. So I can be this dummy that can just press a few buttons and get cash flow. You know, get understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's probably the perfect thing because I I think that Tommy can say, okay, this is where i are at. This is what it's looking like, and then I think that where I can come in is the creative way of like. How we can make it work? It's like, oh well, uh, if you move that bill one other day, then cash flow is great. Like moving shit around and doing all that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, whatever it is, right? Mm. It's like just knowing that some things you like to do, yeah, um, and that you're good at doing those things, and and then some things you're just like, look, in in order to achieve any progress, mm-hmm. I need to give it to somebody else, mm-hmm. and um, and I find having having a business partner who's the exact opposite. Um, but but still connected at a, at a certain level really helps. Mm. You, you need to trust them. You need to trust that they're going to do, whatever it is that they do well mm. without you ever having to need to know about those things at all. um and and I feel like especially with with Richard and July, we've definitely got that relationship where um you know he's like, hey, I've got a call with a lawyer, you do it. Have yeah. fun. You enjoy that. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go have, I'm gonna go party <laughs> with, uh, with some people down at, yeah. <laughs> down at
0: the store. What's that, <laughs> mate? I'm on the Vespa. Um, I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, go. sorry, I gotta go. it's too windy. Do you actually have a hands-free on the Vespa?
2: Uh, do you know what I do? I've got a, I've got a helmet that's loose enough. I pop it on speaker and then just jam it into the oh, helmet. Yeah. Heaps of people <laughs> do that. Heaps
0: yeah. of people do that. That's outrageous. They're usually yeah. Uber drivers.
1: <laughs> anyway. no, yeah. okay. From what we heard, you're yeah. one of them too. <laughs> um, yeah. So you've got it's a luxury, right? To have a business partner that's the opposite. Mm. Josh was and mentioning. that you like as well and that you and get along like with. All Definitely. those Definitely. things. It's like I mean, a
2: relationship, you know, you've, you've really got to, you, you get a bit lucky, but you've got to work yeah. at it as well.
1: And so you could earn those luxuries by going through all the shit. But if you're in the shit, if someone's in the shit right now where they're like, I've got all these things, I'm a solo business owner. What? I'm a, you know, sole trader or whatever. How, how, did, how did you weather that storm? You've, you've got to outsource. You know, it's as simple as that. You've got to find somebody who
2: can do it. You know, if you take on that burden, mm. you, you definitely, definitely doesn't matter what YouTube app, what YouTube video you're looking at, you're not going to sleep. <laughs> um, you, know, you are you are <laughs> you're awake all night. Like, you know what I mean? There's a there's a threshold. You've you've definitely got to got to outsource it. You got to get some assistance on that mm. and focus on the things that you that you can do. There's um, I mean, I used to I used to be in advertising. I used to work uh, with Honda quite a bit, and there was a there's a great Honda quote. That uh, that I used to I used to quite quite enjoy saying, um, which was uh, pull the sail with your with your stronger arm, you know. So in in order to progress, so you know, in, in order to keep going, you just got to grab what you're good at, get your strongest arm, and just go forward with it. Mm. Uh, and the stuff that you're not that that good at, uh, I think the only way around it is to, is to outsource it as much as you can.
1: So focus on the strengths that can increase the business itself rather than spending that time in the weeds of the shitty stuff that you don't like doing.
2: Yeah. I mean, everyone's got a different strategy, right? But if um, you're never going to be good at everything, I don't think, you know unless you're a special person, then you're already good at it. So uh, if you're not, if you're not that good at stuff and and you don't like doing it, outsource it, do the things you're good at. You'll enjoy your work 10 times more. Um, you'll feel more accomplished. You'll feel satisfied with what you do. Um, and you've got, you've got, you know, you're still going to be on top of it, right? So the accounting, so I'm still on top of it, but, I don't have to do the day to day. Are you an ideas guy? Yeah, I like to think so.
0: <laughs> do, do you have to tame them? Because I can imagine uh, being, <clears> you know, you, you've just been traveling, being at a bunch of airports, hotels. You're probably seeing a lot of luggage, a lot of friction, a lot of opportunities to come up with new products or, uh, you know, update your current ones. What do you do with all the ideas? Uh yeah, They're they're fun to
2: have. Ideas are fun to have yeah, yeah. and they're cheap. Ideas are super cheap. Yeah. Uh so you can have a million ideas and be and have a good time with them, mm-hmm. chat about them. You can spend hours talking about them. Uh, and then you're
1: 75. And then and then you don't do anything about <laughs> it. You know? yeah. Actually,
2: one of the one of the ideas I used to love talking about, there's yeah. this there's this guy who um it's nothing to do with luggage, by the way, okay. but <laughs> it might, you never know. Uh is uh is is this guy in, in St. Kilda on Ackland Street. Um, it was this Indian dude who set up next to 7-Eleven and opened up a, a vending machine store with no staff, sold everything that 7-Eleven did at like 30% cheaper. And I thought, what a genius idea. Yeah. What a brilliant guy. All he would do is come in like every couple of days, restock the vending machines and then leave.
0: Uh, it was a good business. I'm guessing it would have been. I think he's doing all right. You know, I actually way? saw... Um, so I watched a documentary on Amazon Prime of Coca-Cola versus Pepsi and there are such competition with um, even some of the uh, high schools in the US where they'll give a bunch of cash to schools to be the exclusive drink. So they'll like basically buy the school stadium, uh, you wow. know, or 50 grand a year over 10 years or whatever and, and build build the stadium. But there was a case where Coca-Cola bought into one of the schools and Pepsi paid a house across the road to set up a Pepsi vending machine (laughs) outside where all the kids hung hung out. That's great. It's it's pretty, pretty crazy. It's a creative
1: approach to something.
0: Mm. I mean, yeah. From a competition point of view, there's creativity and being able to compete in interesting ways. Have you done any of that where Mm. you've been able to being the underdog done something creative?
2: Uh, you know, our most creative approach is to produce beautiful luggage at an affordable price. Yeah. That's as uh, that's as creative as we've gotten to begin with. Um, we haven't really needed to go down that path yet, Yeah. Uh, because I think the you know the, the the beast, the main beast being being Samsonite, is um, is just not looking at us yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're is worried there
0: some, yet. I mean, something I find interesting. We should the, be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we what's interesting you. with you <laughs> is um, uh, you're happy to talk about the competition. There is a strategy in. Competition doesn't exist. Uh, Has that been a strategy to we will talk about the competition or is that just naturally what you do? It's interesting. No, we don't typically talk – we don't Mm -hmm. typically look at the
2: competition. Um, In these scenarios, um, you know, we're obviously talking about it and and there there needs to be an enemy. There needs to be somebody that you're going after. Uh Um, And and there's a goal, right? The goal is like these guys have dominated for so long – um, basically abusing the system of like mass production, mass distribution. Um, there's there's definitely a better way to do it. Uh, do you know? Do we is that talk? a strategy?
0: So is that a strategy based on Australians love underdogs? We actually think we could sell more units if people know that they're being ripped off. Based on and using the bigger using that brand name rather than being a premium brand as a ripoff, because that's how how you framed it. When I see it now, I'm like. This is all the same shit. It's like when my mum told me, you know, the T-shirt in Best and Less, the mango one. It's made in the same store where Mambo's made. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I'll just wear. I was wearing mango, just feeling like a real boss. Is it? Is that a strategy? Are you specifically speaking as a team about that? Yeah,
2: we 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 actively don't look at our competitors. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a strategy definitely yeah. uh, because it's very easy to see uh, where. It's very easy to see where the man is, mm-hmm. but you always want to go where the ball's going. Yeah, sure. Um, and so you want to... footy analogy. Yeah. You yeah. Like that? Solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Just grand final. It's a good time. It's a bit <laughs> good time. So yeah. Sunday, they would have already won. Tigers, can't believe it. <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> by 63 <laughs> points. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so so it's important to, to not constantly be looking what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. You want to be looking at uh, brands and people that inspire you and go, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. We'd really love to be part of part of that yeah um and and start doing things like that
1: ethical business uh, running one it seems that when you look at someone like samsonite where they start mass producing and it's like they become about the bottom line because they're so big right mm-hmm. and it's their focus how do you right now where your business is at looking at how you do things and maybe where you want to go is ethics on your mind top of mind
2: Service, service is definitely, I mean, ethics is always is always top of mind, but uh, how you represent that is typically through the level of customer service you, you give people. So you want to make sure, one, the product is as phenomenal as you're saying it is, uh, and then, two, when they get it or on the process of getting it, you are, like, constantly on top of it mm. um, and you overcommit to it. Like there's a, I'll give you a really good example. Uh, early on, so we got a warehouse in Sydney as well, um, somebody was leaving. Australia Post delayed the sh- the, the shipment just because they can't deal with big boxes. They can't um, be, deal with any just, packages. Just, which mate, is I suppose, like, it's a love hate relationship. <laughs> you know, if you out there listening, I suppose please just yeah. put us on the priority <laughs> list. Um, you know, sometimes they just delay things. And uh, it was Friday afternoon. Um, this lady was was going away on Saturday, so you know she's like, oh, you know, where's my luggage? Like I'm really worried about it. Was never going to get there, you know, Friday afternoon uh, from Australia Post. So, uh, you know, we, we sent an Uber over from from where we were in Homebush mm-hmm. to to Bondi, um, and I did it as a premium to guarantee that it would get there. So we I ended up spent we ended up, we spent one hundred and thirty dollars on an Uber in Peckham on a Friday. When you say afternoon. premium
0: was it was. It...
2: Was the gel running? Uber comfort, <laughs> well, let's yeah, just Uber Black. seat that on. You know, like you, you got to do it sometimes. You know, because the drivers are are more open to to grey sure. area deliveries. I hope you
0: went into the car, took some mint, some water.
2: And no, <laughs> we're in <laughs> Melbourne. This is all. Uh, oh, this wow. is all. You know, this is yeah. this is all outsourced, right? So, um, you know, we're, we caught up the the warehouse and we're like, hey, listen, there's going to yeah. be a car that rocks up. Don't yeah. freak out. Just put the box yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and we're sort of like SMSing with the with the customer. Um, who was following the journey along the way and couldn't believe that what had happened, yeah. you know, the carry ons ninety-five 95 retail, we spent 130 on the Uber to get mm-hmm. there. So like, you know, it was one of those situations where you're like, just whatever it takes, mm-hmm. you know, and that you, you could consider that as an ethics thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's like, well, cool. Our ethics are, you know, be as customer centric as possible. Mm. There's something in the system that's not our fault that delayed the customer's case, but is leaving tomorrow. What can we do? Mm. Um, you know, and, and we've been known like I've, i lent somebody a case the other day. Who's just a random customer. Who's like, Oh, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I want this color, but it's out of stock. So, uh, but I'm going away tomorrow. It's like, of oh, course cool, I'll give you one mm. just here. Yeah, take this, travel with it, beat it up if you want. Yeah, Bring it back, and, and when your case is ready, we'll
1: give you that one. Mate, I just sent my uh, mattress back 99 days yesterday. Uh, koala? No, i <laughs> no, But I was wondering, does anyone do this shit? Because you've got the 100-day return. Yeah, yeah. Does anyone actually send a case back 99 days uh, in? Uh, case, yeah, there's
2: there's two types of people that, that return cases. One is um, for colour uh, because computer screen and how some people see it on the screen versus how – how it arrives okay. is a little bit different some people are very particular about that
1: i mean to wait 99 days i
2: mean i'm well, talking yeah, the long, doing it straight away yeah.
1: the stri- i think that's okay mm-hmm. i'm talking about the kind competitors of person. competitors
2: are the only other people oh, really? who buy and return mate that's oh. the, you know they buy it they check it out they are like oh what's going
0: on here return that's yeah, okay we don't mind
2: we know everyone knows but yeah. you know we just we just take it
0: i've got an idea um uh, is regard. it a good one? Well, <laughs> I, I want to find out. Let's, let's let's test out. It's not, as good it's as not, the it's not a two jacket. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two jacket. <laughs> yeah, strategy. leather jacket and leather, puffer jacket in one. Goose. No, I was it Right, so uh, you've July luggage. Uh, wh- what about the idea of okay when people buy it? Do you know where they're potentially traveling to? Do you ask any questions around that sort of stuff? In
2: the in the store, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you come to the store, the the retail team
0: will, will ask. Where is the, where is the store? Uh, at Emporium in Melbourne. Oh, awesome. Mm, great spot. That's cool. Great spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, because what I was thinking is so many times that I've been to the US, less so now, but especially uh, maybe six or seven years ago, when I go to the US, you get your two bags. You buy you bring one bag, and then on the way back, you end up buying another bag for all the shit that you bought, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So what about the idea of if someone picks the US, you have a service, so you get an email, uh, when you're in the US, saying "Hey, it's July," you can pick up, like you can pick up a second July case for X price at these hotels. Like That's the it. idea? Yeah, a good idea. What do you think? I like it. Why, is it, the why is it bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 W, it. If we're we, we SMS you the uh, the contract. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, there's millions and millions and millions of those ideas, right? You can just sort of, you know, connect dots. How do you know when to, when to do something like that and when not to? Uh,
2: you know, in, in that scenario, you've got to know how much convenience you're, you're really uh, offering. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Okay, so if we're going to workshop, let's yeah. workshop this. Yeah, right? I love it. So the, the idea is that you go away mm-hmm. and, uh, and you're traveling and you've got extra stuff you want to bring back with you. Mm-hmm. So you need a convenient method to bring that stuff back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's buying a new case. Sometimes it might be what if you had a foldable duffel bag that sat within the case, so every case came with a with an extra with an additional yeah. soft carry on that would, would fold in. This is good. You know, so you can add that in pretty yeah, quickly yeah. as like a add ten dollars to the to this mm. thing and yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll tuck that in. The, backpack, the second the duffel,
0: thing. the you know, oh, do you know what you could call that? <laughs> August. The, uh, no, 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 I think it's. I think it's. Uh, Thirty days have September, April, June, and November. Your your birthday is July thirty, is it? A third, third. Yeah. You've done your research. Uh, no, clearly not You've <laughs> fucked but, uh, the, you to it. He's Thirty days. Have, so thirty one <laughs> days. Maybe it's called the July thirty one on the final fucking day. You're heading home. You have the or uh, right. The July thirty one. Yeah. Where you put everything in. Nice. So I like That's that nice. idea. So keep yeah. going. So the duffel bag. Yes, yeah, so you, be one you do duffel or um, or you do
2: things like, I mean, the, the cases all nest within each other. So um, you could easily do it as a bit of a comms approach mm-hmm. and say, well, you can buy two right now yeah. mm. uh, as opposed to later at the at the airport.
0: Are you doing cubes? Do you guys sell cubes? We just Yeah, uh, yeah we just launched oh, uh, accessories. Yeah, cells, not cubes cells, because uh, it's they're cubes, not square. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. can't get the
1: sharp corners. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well cubes cubes are uh, particularly the even sides on, on thought, all yeah, things yeah, yeah. whereas uh-huh. uh, you, you can't call them cubes cuz they're all different shapes.
1: Yeah. Uh, see-through luggage is that just a joke?
2: That that is a thing that every luggage company does and the, nobody buys them.
1: <laughs> 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 I actually Everyone has seen some them fun. at yeah. the airport. Really, yeah? And yeah. I'm like no no Looks sorry, weird. sorry sorry haven't seen them on a person. I've seen them in oh, a luggage it store. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like a gimmick.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. unless you're fucking going to the US with a million M&Ms, it's going to look like shit. Yeah. You know? it's, like, yeah I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the best,
2: uh, uh-huh. I'm not the best packer, you know, my, yeah. my, it never looks that, it never looks pretty enough to, to show people anyway. It's Just, a, it just like. a lot of underwear, you know, yeah. it's like 40 pairs of underwear yeah. and one t-shirt. Like
0: it's not, what about it's the, <laughs> it's not art. Uh, with hard, ca- I love the look, the aesthetic of a hard case. The one thing I traveled for three months and, uh, staying at heaps of small hotels, the hard cases open up, so you sort of almost have to have them completely open to access stuff because otherwise the hinge starts to to break. Is there a reason why hard luggage companies aren't doing the um like a just sort of a top where it will just open up and flip up? That's not a whole section. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's is everything in
2: luggage. Uh, like with most things, I would imagine, is an opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you start adding uh, soft things, it actually makes that's the weak point for for the luggage. Then that 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 is the bit that either breaks or rips mm-hmm. uh, first. So you either say we we want to have a case that's super strong, um, that is very very tough to break and 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 damage whatever's on the inside, um, so which means you have no weak points on the outside um if you say things like well we want a case where you can cram as much in as possible mm-hmm. for the lightest weight then you do like a fully soft mm. a fully soft bag yeah because the fabric weighs nothing mm-hmm. um you can it's stretchable so you can really jam it all in um it, it really depends on on what the uh, what the opportunity cost is mm-hmm. so you know the hybrid ones always yeah. their weakest point ends up being that that soft yeah, element.
0: Yeah. Mm. the um I guess the industry having small smaller uh, operations within Australia. Was there any anyone or any uh, business that was really supportive of you guys? Is there anyone that actually says, "Hey, we're doing something that's not what you guys are doing"? That you actually talk to about this stuff,
2: um, like complementary industries, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, every, anyone in the design world has been super responsive mm-hmm. to to what we've been doing. We've had such great feedback. That seems to be one of our core audiences Mm -hmm. Uh, and they love it Um, and they love what we're doing and uh, they appreciate the effort that we're going to from a, from a comms and marketing perspective in terms of like, even as simple as, as who's doing the photos, who's doing the styling, the the kinds of Mm -hmm. photos that we're doing. Um, It's actually one of, it's been a key thing where we're like, we're just going to invest a lot into getting amazing creative people helping us create great moments on, mm-hmm. on camera. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's been brilliant. You know, it, 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 comes off in a. every person has something new and unique to bring to the table and they apply their creativity to what you're doing. And that's, that's the kind of dialogue we end up having mm-hmm. with, with other people in the industry, but mainly creative industries.
0: And so hiring people, uh, what's, what's the key that you're looking for when you're hiring people in all different, whether it's a, creative director role or a customer service? What they, they? They've, got
2: to, they've got to be the right cultural fit. They've got to be um, all hands on, all hands on deck. Everything goes.
0: What does that mean? Because I always wonder, because that's always the dream. thats It's almost code for you work as hard as we need to work to get it done, which is almost like what we all want as business owners, right? It's all yeah. like you just need to fucking show up and, and do it.
2: Yeah. Well, you've got to lead by example, you know. Yeah. So uh, we're all in there doing everything, you know. I'm, I've got. I put a couple of suitcases on the Vespa, and I, okay. I drive down and deliver it to customers when we need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but zero, know, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, a couple of yeah, pick up mackers on the way if you want as yeah, well. Yeah, deliver yeah. that as well. No, but like, we, you know, we we do what it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, we do what it, and it's, and it's not so much about uh, constantly working. Uh, it is about just getting the result. If if we're saying that we're customer centric, we're saying we'll do anything that it takes to to keep people happy. Then that's what we we commit to. And we, we, you know, you've got to enjoy yourself as mm-hmm. well, you know. Uh, you have, you've got to have some fun too. But um, it really is about culturally going, I'm okay with a title that says this, but uh, by the way, somebody needs to go pick up the booze for the event tonight. Mm-hmm. Who's going to go and do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll go and do it. And you've got to be
0: people who are comfortable with that. And there's a lot of people that aren't. And is there an onboarding process? So obviously, like, it takes a while for people to completely understand culture. Are there things that you do or meetings that you have say if you weren't happy with an interaction on on a customer service thing or you would have done something differently are you doing retrospectives on that stuff
2: uh look to be honest with you once you if you're in the team you're in the mm -hmm. team you know we're still we're still pretty young yeah we're not um you know we're not that that aggressive on the hiring Mm -hmm. on the hiring front uh that once you're in you know uh up front we we try and make a good judgment call mm-hmm. uh, like anybody, you know, yeah. like you just want to make sure you you, you hire for culture um, and the skill set is important, but uh, you can always learn things.
0: Do you correct though? I guess is the question, like realizing. We coach, that- we coach. Yeah.
2: It's a coaching process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's many different types of leadership. We, we definitely have a strong element of coaching um, and and vision. So we sort of set the bar and go, this is what we're trying to achieve. This is what we're all about. Mm-hmm. By the way, these are the steps that we need to get there. If you don't know how to do three of these things, that's okay. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. coach you through it and we'll show you how to get there.
1: You've had multiple businesses and, and entrepreneurs can tend to be, you know, quite uh, looking everywhere for the next thing. And I know that you with July it's, it's been the thing that you've gone all in on, you know, that hasn't been a side hustle or, mm-hmm. you know, you've had a bunch of stuff going on. How distracted do you get um, as an entrepreneur by the other sort of potential, you know, beams of light out there. Yeah. I mean, I've 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 spent
2: a lifetime being distracted by those things. <laughs> yeah. But um you've once you find yourself in the right the right kind of business with the right kind of people, those sorts of uh those sorts of creative opportunities come within the business. Uh so you say, Oh, I'm really excited about doing this foldable duffel bag thing that's actually a little add-on that that slips in the mm-hmm. thing. W- what would it take to get that done? So you end up being more of an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. than anything else and you start coming up with, with great ideas and the team supports it and you go ahead and do that.
0: you reckon the duffel thing will happen?
2: I mean, <laughs> I mean if, if you I do, the, we'll, uh, you no, know, I we'll mean, send you a... no,
0: I mean, I didn't come up. You can, but that's why I love you come up with different ideas and yeah. then it's like the what if and then like uh, adding and, you know. Is that a, um,
1: just back to sort of the not looking everywhere and then saying – it's almost a reframing. Look in my business to be the entrepreneur within the business for the business. For sure. Is it… Um, do you think it's a trap then for a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are just looking everywhere, like mm, not complacent? I'm a bit complacent with. It. I'm not sold on this, but it's okay over here now. Um,
2: it's each to their own, depending on the on the life stage they're at. I think it's it's an important thing if you're doing something and you're not satisfied in it to it to keep looking, and that's a that's that's a fundamental. You know, you will never tell anybody, no, no, you you stay put, you you just keep doing that thing if they're not satisfied then they need to keep looking um i think a lot of it is how you build how you build your home and if you can build a home where you're comfortable in you get your your creative output uh what are those things that they say that that build happiness so it's like autonomy mastery um and something else i can't remember what that third one is yeah. right but let's let's stick with autonomy yeah. and mastery right yeah, for now Got it. yeah so you know you need to be autonomous with what you do and make your own decisions um, you need to be the master of it. You need to be pretty good at what it is and, and feel like you're getting, um, you know, you, you're, you're dominating in that and, and you know everything about it. And whatever that third one is, you've got purpose. to do that, thir- that third purpose. thing. Purpose. purpose. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Thanks for the Google. Man, <laughs> uh, and you've got to have purpose with it too. So if you, if you feel like those three things are uh, what you're doing in your day to day, I feel like you can start to get creative with it. You know, you just like you enjoy every little workshop moment like this. Mm. And we're like, great. Let's still duff, let's just mm. let's try out a duffel bag or. Let, let's um let's see if we can if there's a better creative way that we can solve. maybe it is the mm. airport thing. Um, I think I think looking around is is more around uh, how far out. Is it within the business? is it is it external? Are you looking for different people? Um, and it's actually more about uh, it's more about you searching for yourself, I guess. yeah, than I think' it is it's anything a, else.
1: It's an interesting thing because you could feel um, restless as a person, but then it's like acknowledging the restlessness. And then do I, even though I'm feeling this, do I commit to the thing and stick at it? Because maybe, maybe it's on the other side.
2: Maybe you're not looking for another thing. Maybe you're looking for another you. Mm. And uh, sometimes you've got to look within yourself to think, am I happy with this me? Mm. Uh, and how many more me's are there before I'm happy with, with where I am? Could I'm not a, looking. That could
0: be deep. I'm not looking, <laughs> but, getting, I, but I like it. Yeah, I think it's a, yeah awesome message. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, Thanks mate. for having me. Uh, July on Instagram. That's the easiest mm. way. Do you find that most people, are people clicking through in regards to traffic, Instagram, Google, all the different things, where are people coming to you from? Where are that, where's the main?
2: Uh, yeah, in Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instagram's the, the biggest and search. Yeah. Yeah, people still searching heaps.
0: I saw I um, was on the Instagram account and uh, within 30 seconds I was getting retargeted uh, on uh, Insta stories. Is that a big part of the... You know, your, your marketing. That's quick. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah we uh, we 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 do social a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Uh, social is a big part of what we do,
0: social and search. So uh, just go onto their Instagram and then they'll and find you'll you. never forget <laughs> us. <laughs> I went again. on
1: and I got a text message in <laughs> one second <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, from Nathan.
0: Yeah. Actually, it was a yeah, personal yeah. message. That I can yeah. deliver food to you within 10 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a suitcase
0: if you need it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a daily talk show. Hi at the daily talk show.com is the email address. If you want to send us an email, also. Appreciate any uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys.